Welcome to If Numbers Could Talk. My name is Keelan. If Numbers Could Talk is a part of the Thinkering Group. You can find us over at thinkering.space. You can also find at Thinkering Space the Thinkering Talks podcast, the Exofathom podcast, along with the Plank Talks with Joe. When you get a chance, please check out our merchandise. We have merchandise on our website, thinkering.space, as well as merchandise at teespring.com slash thinkeringshop. Please visit, grab a t-shirt, grab a mug. We'll appreciate it. And when you do, feel free to let us know that you've decided to become a member of any of our fan clubs. If Numbers Can Talk is solely geared towards numbers, towards statistics, we do our best here to find out and discover what is being said about your favorite athlete, what is being said about your favorite show, maybe even your favorite album, according to the numbers that it generated during its performance, during their uh, career, depending on the, the situation we're talking about. If Numbers Could Talk, is not an emotion-based podcast. However, emotion seeps its way into these things very, very often. Today, we'll be taking a trip into the boxing world. Now, this isn't like a lot of our other situations where we're talking about guys who are no longer involved in any way. This situation is solely because of an upcoming exhibition match. On November 28th, there will be what is considered an exhibition or a celebrity match to some of us between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. That exhibition is scheduled to basically just be something we can enjoy something we can remember those guys by, remember some of their accolades, maybe see a flash or two of what they used to do. Now, to prove how much of an exhibition this is, these two gentlemen, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., they never quite fought in the same weight class. Now, I'll explain a little later that Roy Jones Jr. did fight in the heavyweight division and... Mike Tyson was always a heavyweight fighter. However, when you look at the weight classes and you look at how time has passed, take a look also at the fact that today Mike Tyson is 54 years of age. Roy Jones is 51 years of age. These guys are not in their prime as far as physical condition, but I personally believe they may be in their prime as far as mental conditioning. So let's go over some things to start off our two fighters. We're gonna go over their numbers as far as size. We're gonna go over their records um, and a few other things such as fights they've had and or didn't have. Let's begin with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is a fighter who fights for the out of the USA. He is from Brownsville, Brooklyn, New York. His nickname, one of his nicknames was Iron Mike, Iron Mike Tyson. He, he was a heavyweight fighter, had a total of 58 fights, 
and won 75.86% of his fights. Roy Jones Jr. is a fighter out of the USA, also known as Junior, sometimes called Superman. I remember hearing that a few times. Roy Jones Jr. was primarily a light heavyweight fighter and or a middleweight fighter, depending on how you look at it and which part of his career you really watched or you were aware of. Maybe you didn't watch it and you just know of the stats. Roy Jones Jr. has 75 fights in his career for a total of 62.67%. Easy to see from the gate that these two gentlemen didn't take many losses and they didn't take losses easily. I'll, I'll be very, very straightforward about that. Um, one of these fighters, if you know, it almost seems as if most of the fights that he either lost or uh, was, well, yeah, lost, was disqualified from, it's almost as if he beat himself, if that makes sense. If you if you understand, you know, it, it was really as if he beat himself a lot of times um, in his few losses. So let's get to some records really quick. Both of these guys took many took a few losses. I think in boxing, there's a misconception that you have to be undefeated to be a great fighter. That is not the case. Um, I believe in boxing. You have to leave it all out there on the line. And sometimes you're going to the greatest fighters take losses. Um, nobody's Superman every night. So the record for Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's fighting record of 58 fights, 50 victories, six losses, two no contests and zero draws. Of his 50 victories, Mike Tyson had 44 knockouts. Of his six losses, Mike Tyson himself was knocked out five of six times. Now, let's talk about those two no contests before we go on uh, Roy Jones' record, right? Now, Mike Tyson uh, had two no contest fights, uh, which is how you go, to, which is how he has 58 fights. However, you only see on record 56 fights. So those two no contest fights came, in my, came after the Holyfield fights. So... From there, I think of tactic. If I'm a fighter and I'm going against Mike Tyson, listen, there was a point in his career where you didn't want to get hit by Mike. There is still to this day an entire concept or a question that goes around, like how much would someone have to pay you to take a hit from Mike Tyson, like a solid punch from Mike Tyson? I'm going to say on air, I'm going to say live and on record, zero. You cannot pay me enough to let Mike Tyson punch me in my face full force. It, I don't care how odious. I don't care. Um, my point is, with these two no contests, you have Andrew Galletta and I believe his name is Orlin Norris. I believe that was his first name, Orlin Norris. So both of these guys had no contest fights versus Mike. And Orlin Norris um, was knocked down right after the bell, went to his corner, refused to basically come out of his corner after that. That was the fight. No contest, fight's over, but it wasn't credited as a victory to Mike. It was just a no contest. Um, the same thing with the Andrew Goletta fight. However, the reason I mentioned the Holyfield fights in the, you know, just the antics that surround that. And I don't think that's the fighter Mike was. However, that's the fighter he was, some painted him to be, some tried to paint him to be. Um, I remember, excuse me, I don't remember. I recall 
looking through uh, during my research and there was talk um, in some of the interviews, some of the record that Andrew Galletta basically was accusing Mike of throwing headbutts in the middle of the fight. And again, I think the only reason you could try to get away with that after the fight, like if someone's throwing headbutts in the middle of a professional bout, you're going to try to alert the ref, right? Um, I think at some point, Mike's uh, his his character was tarnished. Sorry, Mike's character was tarnished. It was dragged through the mud quite a bit. So anything you said that looked bad on him, pretty much people could just run with it. And I think that's what happened with the Andrew Galletta fight. And as far as the Orlin Norris fight, I think that was kind of the play as well. And if I'm being honest, my total reason behind that when it comes to uh, Andrew Galletta is you went two rounds. It wasn't until after the second round, you're like, oh, I'm not going back in. It, it, he's a dirt. He's throwing headbutts, you know, whatever. Or excuse me, he decided not to go in. And then you say he was throwing headbutts. And then there's another fight to prove that this guy was Mike was literally just hitting dude so hard. It was changing their mind about wanting to fight. You have fight a fighter. His rep, his trainer literally walked into the match like, no, we're not fighting anymore. Get, get my guy out of here before he gets killed. So I say that rounding back to those two no contest fights. And I wonder how much of it was these guys simply were not mentally able to go out there and take another punch. I'm not sure about you guys. I am no boxer, but I think we've all been in a few fights. I've been hit a few times where, guess what? Hey, you got it, buddy. Um, I believe every man, you know, we all call ourselves different things, you know, oh, man, oh, man. But men know when to walk away. You have to know when your number is pulled and, or your your uh, card is pulled and your number is up. Back to the facts and off of the emotion. So that explains the two no contests for Mike Tyson of his 58 bouts. Now we go to Roy Jones Jr. Let me know in the comments. Let me know in the die uh, at dive at thinkering.space for a review. How did you guys feel about my deep dive into the no contest situation? On a Roy Jones Jr., in his 75 bouts, he won 66 fights and had nine losses. Of his 66 victories, Roy Jones Jr. had 47 knockouts. Again, Mike had 44 knockouts and 50 uh, victories. Roy has 47 knockouts and 66 victories. These guys came to fight. They knew what their job was, and their job was not to come out and touch you and touch you. Anybody who watches MMA know what I mean. You come out and you touch a guy up a little bit, as they say, and you know things. other things open up. But in boxing, you're not touching anyone. You are hitting these guys, and these were punchers. Power punchers, counter punchers. Um, I can remember more Roy Jones fights, of course, than Mike Tyson because of my age. However, I remember just hands down. I don't I, I can't think of watching Roy Jones throw punches that looked like he wasn't trying to rip your head off. And the same for all the replay fights that I saw of Mike Tyson. Um, I was old enough to see Tyson fight Lennox Lewis, but I wasn't quite old enough to comprehend it. Um, so if I'm being very clear, when you look at Roy Jones Jr. and his nine losses, five of his losses were knockouts as well. So both of these gentlemen 
as much as they served knockouts, they knew what it felt like to be knocked out. A lot of people say, um, or I have heard in the past that everyone, uh, everyone has the capability to knock someone out, but not many people have the capability to get knocked out, recover, and come back to still knock someone else out. Um, I'm not sure how true that is. Again, I'm not a boxer. However, it makes a little bit of sense to me. Um, things happen. If you've ever broken a bone or had a major injury, the ego can get bruised very fast. Uh, you see it every day in sports. It only takes one time for some for you to get injured, so to speak, on that national stage. Um, and your brain may not recover. Your body may recover, but your brain may not recover from the trauma that is embarrassment. Not from the pain, not from the injury, the trauma that is embarrassment. So for these gentlemen to both have issued a great deal of knockouts, however, have also endured and experienced knockouts, that is a testament in itself to the fact that all great fighters, if not any great fighters, they don't go undefeated their entire career. That's not a normal or a real thing. In, in today's world of fighting, we see it a lot. Uh, we see it much more often, I think, than we saw it when we were younger. But the reason I think we see it now is the same reason you see any sport, all sports have elevated to a higher level of technicality. So you take the technical aspect of fighting, you take the technical aspect of anything, you expand that times 100, <laughs> you know, you jump 20 years into that technicality and it becomes rudimentary to the new class of fighters or the new class of athletes. Um, and I think that's what we're experiencing now. Now let's get to some belts. These gentlemen both have very interesting uh, victory and champion uh, uh, trails, accreditation. So Mike Tyson is the only fighter to ever hold the WBC, the WBA, and the IBF heavyweight championship belts at the exact same time. He is also the youngest to ever hold any heavyweight belt. And I want to say that was at 20 or 20, I believe, but it could have been 21 years old. Roy Jones Jr. has held belts in the middle, middleweight, super middleweights, light, <laughs> heavy, and heavy weights. Within that, he is the only person to start as a junior middle and graduate to winning the heavyweight title. These gentlemen did not necessarily go according to the rubric. They didn't walk in and it was like, all right, well, you're gonna learn this step and you're gonna, they kind of just shot to start them. They, they came in as the guys they needed to be. Now, if we're also talking about accomplishments, Roy Jones in 1986 and in 1988 won the silver light welterweight um, medal. So, excuse me, won the silver medal in a light welterweight division in the Olympics in 1986 and 1988. Uh, while Mike Tyson did fight as an amateur when he was about 16, I believe, uh, in the Olympics, it doesn't count towards, well, he didn't win. But yeah, it doesn't really count towards uh, any medals or awards or accomplishments as far as what I researched and what I found. Something else is with boxing, for anyone who's not aware, you have to do a lot of digging. It's not like a lot of the other sports where everything's kind of just sitting on top. Uh, you really have to go look into some things. You're going to have to tally up some things from a couple of different fights. 
And um, I think that's what's beautiful about it is you have to work as hard as the fighters have to work to give you a show. So when we go to rounds, this I thought was telling, very telling. Again, Mike Tyson has 44 knockouts and 50 victories. In 44 knockouts of 50 victories, 58 bouts altogether, Mike Tyson has fought a total of 215 professional rounds. Roy Jones with 75 professional bouts, 66 victories, 47 of which being knockouts. He has fought a total of 495 professional rounds. That tells me that the both of these gentlemen they came, they saw, they conquered. Now, clearly, let, let's also note something that I did not note at the at the uh, lead. These gentlemen fought about the same amount of years. I want to say on paper, you would say uh, Tyson fought one year more than uh, Roy Jones did on paper, not counting the three years off and a couple of other things. But on paper, Tyson fought three year, uh, uh, excuse me, fought one year more. For one year longer. So we have a 20 year career versus a 19 year career. And um, I'm sorry, my math is off. Excuse me for one moment. I did that wrong. <laughs> so you have a 20 year career versus a 29 year career. Wow, that was a big mistake. Sorry, guys. So a 20-year career versus a 29-year career. So for Roy to fight an entire 10 years longer, it makes sense for him to have fought not only more bouts, but more rounds. However, what the amount of rounds are telling me is that Roy fought full fights usually. Even before, you know, uh, early, late, middle, he always fought bouts. These were a couple of rounds in. Uh, Tyson has a bunch of first round, second round knockouts, first minute knockouts. It's kind of scary when you go look at it. Like, wait, why were they allowing this guy to just murder people for, for fun? It was his job to go in there and cause brain damage. It sounds like I'm glorifying this, and I am, because we're talking about boxing, and that's what this is. However, um, let's be very clear that these gentlemen are not signing up to have their brains knocked loose. They are the best of the best. They are the top of the food chain, so to speak, because I am not getting in a ring and letting you punch me in my face, my ribs, or my chest. It's not happening. Um, not because I believe that you can't fight or anything like that. But what I think about often is what, like these guys are getting great paychecks, right? There comes a time where I you have to think to yourself, you have pickup basketball, you have flag football, you have softball, baseball on the weekends, on Sundays. There's no pickup boxing arena. <laughs> you don't just go fight MMA for fun. You know, I mean, well, some people do for training purposes. Right. But these aren't tasks that you take on the same way you pick up a ball and you just go bounce in and shoot a couple of jumpers or something like that. So. When I say I'm not getting in the ring and just letting someone punch on me, what I mean is that's not what the average person does for fun. You do it because you're good. You do it because you're successful. You do it because it's taking you somewhere. 
So from there, let's talk about the matchup that's coming up. Let's talk about the size of these gentlemen. What what is the comparison, right? Now, easily, I don't think anyone has to note the fact that Mike Tyson is larger than Roy Jones Jr. I want to say he has him by about 20, 30 pounds. Um, but rather than worry about weight, what I looked at was general out, outside of weight, just length and height. Like, what's the reach? What's the high advantages? Um, it's an exhibition match. It's listed as, you know, no power punches, basically no knockouts. So I don't think that's really going to be a thing. I think these guys are going to, you know, like I said, we're going to see a couple of flashes, a couple of showman moves, but it's fun. It's all for fun and games. So let's start with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson stands five foot 10, which is 178 centimeters with a reach of 71 inches, which is 180 centimeters. Roy Jones stands five foot 11, 180 centimeters with a reach of 74 inches, which is 188 centimeters. So with the exception of reach, I mean, Roy clearly has about, you know, three inch uh, reach on Mike. Again, we're not even thinking about the weight. We all are aware that Mike has a, a weight advantage, but these guys aren't that different in size what three inches roy's about half a glove away you know he has a half a glove advantage on mike um mike's gonna be pressing if he's really in there if they're really out there trying to get it done so i don't think that reach is gonna play much the height also they're about the same height there is an inch different so I would say if they were in their primes, that reach on Roy would definitely have an effect. I don't think the height so much. But at this age, uh, 54 and 51 years old, I see us seeing, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't call it a glorified sparring match, not by far. But what I see is we're going to see a lot of um, combo motion, you know, one, two hit, once, just those kind of things. And I'm excited to see that because. What I think we don't see a lot is we don't see guys come in just, you know, ready to tap, 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 back out, come in. That is what makes watching boxing fun. Um, a lot of times we're just stuck watching guys go for knockouts. Hey, I wonder why MMA is taking over. You actually get to see a full fight. When you stop and you look at these two gentlemen, what I don't understand I don't think anyone understands is why any one of them think we need an exhibition, but I don't think anyone's complaining. I am beyond, beyond, like I am more excited than I have been probably for all except one or two fights in the last three years. So within that, what I decided to do, as I said, you're when you're looking for certain statistics and you're looking for different things as far as boxing is concerned, a lot of things aren't, everything's not out there the way you want it to be. Everything's not laid out right in front of you. You have to find your information. So some numbers that I found on Mike Tyson as written by Malik Smith in a June 30th, 2016 post on ESPN.com. Mike Tyson and the number eight, go together in the sense that eight is the fewest punches landed 
in a title in a title win by Mike Tyson once versus Michael Spinks and another time versus Carl Williams eight punches to to win a, a belt eight punches let's back up a little bit to what I said earlier about everyone probably didn't want to take a punch from this guy these were professional fighters in belt fights and champion matches and they only took eight punches and it was over two of them then that's not a discount towards them that is a testament to mike at 20 he was the youngest fighter to win a piece oh excuse me win the heavyweight title 20 years old i knew it would come back around i'd be able to confirm for you at 20 years old mike tyson won that heavyweight battle heavyweight title the youngest to win the heavyweight title at 22 excuse me mike also had 22 first round knockouts confirms a couple of things i said a minute ago 22 first round knockouts of 44 knockouts 22 of them were in the first round for mike tyson mike tyson also defeated Marvin Marvis Frazier in 30 seconds, which is the fastest non-title knockout in his career. 30-second knockout. Mike Tyson was a 42-1 betting favorite to beat Buster Douglas, but he was knocked out in one of the biggest upsets. Again, Mike Tyson was definitely knocked out on a few occasions, but in the largest upset in boxing history mike tyson was knocked out by buster douglas 42 to 1 were the odds mike tyson is also tied number 11 for the all-time record in knockouts do you know who he's tied with larry holmes just it, it, these guys were like home run hitters with the hands right now let's also just one last time, because Mike Tyson has the sixth fastest fight. Mike Tyson also has the fastest, uh, um, excuse me, Mike Tyson has the sixth fastest fight in, in championship history, but he also has the fastest fight in nine, in a nine title fight. That fastest fight in title history, championship fight, was 91 seconds. And it was again versus Michael Spinks. Now, unfortunately, I couldn't find as many uh, symbol of signifying numbers when it came to looking up uh, Roy. I was really thinking I would find a whole bunch more on Roy when it came to the numbers. But what I am, what we are all aware of is Roy was and is still kind of considered the best pound for pound boxer. Um. Not the best boxer of all time, not the best boxer of all time, but pound for pound. And I think a lot of that is accredited to his ability to move from the lower uh, weights to the higher weights and still dominate. But and this is not a discounting, but if we're talking about anything in regards to fights, we have to be a little concerned with punches, percentages on punches, right? So Roy Jones once against uh, 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 Joe Lacey, Tony Lacey, against Lacey. 
I forget his last, his first name. This is how you know I do a lot of my reading and sometimes I'm going from here. That's how you know I actually did my research. It's not all written in front of me, guys, I promise. So, but uh, James Lacey. Versus Lacey, uh, Roy Jones threw a total of 500 punches and connected 249 of those punches. That is one short of an exact 50 percentile uh, of landed punches. That is insane. Considering Lacey in the exact same fight versus Roy Jones threw 429 punches and only landed 104 of those punches. Now that tells me not only was Roy's hands moving, his body was moving. You weren't, he wasn't a sitting duck. He wasn't just sitting there waiting for you to lay one on him. It was, ooh, gotcha, and I'm getting out of there. Got, got, gotcha, and I'm getting out of there. No, 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 and I'm getting out of there. So let's go on to another Roy Jones Jr. fight versus Felix Trinidad. Now, versus Felix Trinidad, Roy threw 482 punches and landed 172 punches for a total of 36%. Felix threw 552 punches and landed 160 of those punches, which is 29%. Now, no, Roy did not land an astronomically larger amount of punches, but Felix did throw about a hundred, a little short of a hundred more punches. So for the balance of that, when you kind of look at it, you would really take Roy over just a couple more points, which tells you again, he wasn't just sitting around. He was tagging and moving, tagging and moving. I'm going to get you. And hey, oh, watch them hands. I'll see what you're trying to do there. Um, that's how I remember watching Roy Jones fight. That's what I remember seeing with my own two eyes watching him fight. So the numbers, again, only confirm what I already knew, only confirm what I was already under the impression of, which is this is a mobile fighter who understands what he's in there for. And when I say in there, I don't mean in the ring. He understands what he's in your guard for. Roy Jones versus Joe Calzaghe threw 475 punches and landed 159 of those punches. Calzaghe threw 985 punches and landed 344 for a total of 35%. Do you see the astronomical difference? between a guy who throws 475 punches versus a guy who's throwing 985 punches. I mean, they're still very close as far as uh, the percentage is concerned. They're still, it still looks um, astronomically different, but then you find out most, most of these guys' punches were power punches. The both of them were doing their best to land a hit or two that was going to take the other guy out for the rest of the night. I think when you go and look at a fighter like Roy Jones Jr., as I said before, every punch I personally saw looked like he was trying to rip your head off, but he was doing it very in a very calculated way. It was almost like, uh, and I wouldn't even call it chess. It was um, Battleship. It was battleship. See, with chess, people, everybody says everything's like chess. A lot of things are like chess, and I agree. A lot of things are like chess, but sometimes they're like battleship. And they're like battleship because you have to have a chess mindset, but you don't see what's going on on the other side of the playing field. And that's where it becomes like battleship, in my opinion. But when you, so when you look at these, these for, for Roy Jones, when you look at these punch 
thrown punch land totals, this is a highly calculated guy. He might have been lighter than some of his fighters. He might have been, or excuse me, some of his opponents. He may not have been the most um, thrilled <laughs> by the fans. You know, sometimes the fans didn't per se think that Roy was prepared for a certain fighter, that he was the best person to fight a certain fighter. But when he got between those ropes, you didn't question it. And you knew you were going to get a show, a, a good show. Let me say that. Not a spectacle, not a not a uh, um, novelty show. You were going to get a real fight. OK, now let's go to some of these Mike, some of Mike Tyson's uh, numbers as far as fights he had, punches thrown, punches landed. And I think, again, the numbers as far as punches thrown and landed, even in his losses, even in his wins, I'm not I'm not quite sure if it adds up to tell the full story for Mike Tyson, because again, you, you can't measure the power behind his punches and the number of punches he threw. And I'm not quite sure how you could call anything Mike Tyson thrown, not a power punch. I would say they were all power punches, but I'm not sitting on the judges panel. So Mike Tyson versus Lennox Lewis threw 134 punches and only landed 20 of those punches versus Lennox Lewis. If you are aware, the Lennox Lewis fight, yes, is one of those fights that Mike Tyson lost. In that fight, Mike Tyson only landed 15% of his fights. I mean, excuse me, 50% of his punches. Lennox Lewis, however, threw 205 punches, landed 109 punches for a, a percentile of 53% landed punches for Lennox Lewis. I do not think that's as big of a discount to Mike as people want it to be. Um, the Lennox Lewis fight, in my opinion, or not, excuse me, no, I'm not even going to say that. The Lennox Lewis fight was really Mike's last hoorah. It was Mike's last time to show was he, was he still there mentally and physically. And I don't think he showed that he wasn't there physically. I think he showed that he wasn't prepared physically. Mentally, I'm not sure if you could ever take that guy off of his, out of his game. But thinking about that fight, I just think you know, you had a guy who had much more size, had, an, uh, I wouldn't say equivalent, but a high level of power. Um, Lennox Lewis was no joke, still is no joke. I'm pretty sure if he was to be up for one of these exhibition fights, someone would be afraid to fight him. And um, what I think happened, my opinion, with the Mike Tyson Lennox Lewis fight was Lennox Lewis was just in his prime ready. He was knocking down anything that came his way. Mike was on his way out. And instead of recognizing he was on his way out, Mike wanted to try, like I said, his last hoorah, he wanted to try again. And, um, you know, there's, there's nothing more telling, more teaching, nothing better to learn from in life than trying something that you desperately don't want to give up or going for something that you want and failing. That is probably the, those are the biggest lessons in my opinion that I've seen throughout life are the failures. So, Mike losing Lennox Lewis didn't hurt him, I don't think, in any way. I think it just made him a little stronger mentally. He came back and he did his thing. He he had many fights after Lennox Lewis. It's not like Lennox was his last fight. Now, let's also talk about the Buster Douglas fight. Now, Mike Tyson fought Buster Douglas, and wow. <laughs> so, in this fight, Buster Douglas threw 243 punches to land 128 
punches for a total of 53%. Mike Tyson threw a total of 76 punches to land 23 punches for a total of 30%. But I wonder, does anyone know how this turns out? Does anyone understand that just because uh, you come off early in a fight, it, it looks to me when you, again, you look at those numbers, you see such low punches thrown for Mike and you're thinking to yourself like, man, he must have been getting worked. No, he put Buster Douglas down early in that fight. Mike, I believe, had gotten to a point where after he had already put Buster down, it was like, OK, I just need to hit him a couple more times in the sweet spot. I know what I know what shots he can't eat. And what happens in the process is Buster finds out what shots Mike can't eat. And that's what happens. And when for those who aren't aware, you know, when you're able to take a, a big shot, rub it off, act like it's nothing. That's what I mean when I say eating a shot. You're just taking it and moving forward. Now, let's take a, a look back through everything we've went through just now. You have Mike's two no contest fights. You have a plethora of numbers that add up his career. You have a couple of losses for both of these fighters. You have a couple of knockouts um, against both of these fighters. However, both of these fighters are 40 plus in the knockouts, which means they're both in the top 15 um, knockouts of all time. When you look at both of these fighters in their belt, accomplishments throughout time when you look at the fact that neither neither of these guys came in and did what was expected they did more than what was expected they went above and beyond roy went from feather excuse me roy went from junior middle to middle to super middle to light heavy to heavy okay you have tyson who was the youngest champion to ever live you have Tyson, who's the only person to ever hold all three Federation belts at the exact same time in the heavyweight class. And now we're looking for no, towards November 28th. Now we're looking towards just seeing what can these guys still give us. And if I'm being honest, I am of the of the belief that you take guys like this and you get them to go train a couple of guys. You, you put them in the gym with a few younger guys that have talent and you run something like that. That's not quite how boxing works. The, the boxing usually just brings these guys back as celebrity boxers, give them a nice little paycheck and give the show, give a nice show for the fans. This bout has been pushed back quite a bit, but it is officially on apparently for November 28th. And there is another fight on that card that I will possibly be covering before November 28th. So I will not be talking anything about it on this episode. What I think these numbers have said, and I hope you have heard something that you like within these numbers, something that intrigued you, enticed you, whether you tune into that fight or not, something that will bring you back to hear what we have to say here at If Numbers Can Talk and how we discuss the things that go on in the worlds and the realms and the circles that we are interested in. Please let me know, whether in the comments, over at dive at thinkering.space, how do you feel about this matchup? Who do you think is going to win? What do you think is going to come of it? I personally do not think there will be a winner. Um, I think this is going to be one of those events. Again, you, there's no, well, there's going to be a winner because of decision, but um, there's no knockouts. So I think the winner is going to be us, the fans. And 
whoever wins by decision is going to just be because they probably either landed the most punches or they got the highest level of cheer, right? Please take your time to visit us at thinkering.space, www.thinkering.space. Visit us at our YouTube, subscribe, please. Check out our Facebook, Instagram. We're on all the socials. We're on Spotify as well, Stitcher, Apple Music, the Play Store. And while you're over at thinkering.space, check out our merchandise. If you want to go straight to our merch store, you can check that out at teespring.com slash thinkering shots. And again, when you go to our website, check out any of our other podcasts, Thinkering Talks, The Thinkering Report, The Exofathom Podcast, Plank Talks with Joe, or you could come right back here with us here at If Numbers Could Talk. I appreciate your time. Thanks for hanging out. See you soon.